and welcome to Stuff's podcast. Uh, today, you have two new voices. It's Marche, myself, the digital editor, and I'm joined by Brett Fenter. T- tell us about <laughs> yourself, Brett. Um, I'm Stuff's best kept secret. I'm the uh, print editor and uh, uh, generalized uh, workhorse. I don't, I don't talk too much, but that's because uh, people might listen. Yeah, he's a general knower of tech things, um, but that's what we do at Stuff. We know things about tech and we talk about it. Mostly we write about it. Now we're going to start talking about it a bit more. Well, I, I wouldn't say we're talking about it a bit more. We certainly talk about it a lot in the office. Um, it's just uh, we, we thought maybe it's time to weaponize that, uh, <laughs> that time-wasting tendency and write it off to company. Um, you know, company <laughs> expenses or something. <laughs> sure, yeah, okay. So just just as we started recording, we decided that we need a new name for our podcast because things have changed, that stuff, we have a few new faces, a few new voices, and um, the stuff podcast is is also in for, for a name change. Yeah, because at the moment the name is Stuffed. And, and we don't mean that the name is stuffed. The name is actually <laughs> stuffed. So so we need a name that's not quite so stuffed, yeah. I suppose. So we are open to recommendations from our listeners and our readers. So let's let's get on that ASAP. Or we'll just come up with it at a meeting sometime this week. But that's far less fun. <laughs> so what's, what's, what's been happening in the world of tech this week? Well, I mean, I, th- I think we're probably going to cover a bit of uh, this week and a bit of last week because it's, uh, it's only Tuesday and we've only just woken up. Um, but uh, I think the big one for me is um, Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos' space company, has, uh, has announced that they're going to make uh, a commercial space station called the Orbital Reef, which is a great name for a, for a space station, but it also, I mean... So Bezos went into a meeting at Amazon, at, at Blue Origin, and he was like, okay, so I, I've capitalized the biggest, one of the biggest countries on Earth. How do we capitalize space? Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's got a, there's a bit more to it than that. Um, I think Bezos has had uh, a bit of a problem just lately. He's lost out on a couple of NASA contracts. Um, he was very sad about that. He was very sad about that. He offered to give them two billion dollars. They felt just please let him make the the lunar lander for the moon, and NASA was like, nah. <laughs> um, so now he's like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own space with blackjack and hookers, <laughs> and um, I think orbital orif is the 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 result of that little tantrum. Um, it's an in- interesting idea. Mm, um, in that. The, the thought behind it is to help advance research. Isn't that what the ISS already does? But anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're talking about. <clears throat> also, to bring in um, tourists into space. Well, yeah. Even though the space station will only be able to handle up to 10 people at a time. So it'll be like for the super, super rich, right? Or the super, super lucky. Like if your boss is like, okay, we have a space experiment and we need volunteers to go up to space. Uh, you know, you might get up that way. You just got to work for a, for a giant science company though. 
There's also a, one one big big flaw in mm. this plan. What's that? Uh, Blue Origin still needs to make a rocket that can take people into space. Yeah, they have yet to demonstrate orbital capability. <laughs> I will I will say that is a that is a thing. Like they've gotten above the Kármán line. That's where they've been sending the tourists, like William Shatner and those guys. Yeah. Um, but that's about 85, maybe 90 kilometers up. And um, this orbital reef is supposed to sit somewhere above 160 kilometers above the Earth's surface. Um, it'll have to use Blue Origin's new Glenn rockets, which have not been launched into orbit yet. Um, I mean, they've still got, it's, it's 2001 now. Uh, it is 2001, right? Um, <laughs> uh, they're, they're apparently going to launch the station in the second half of this decade, so after 2025. So I mean they've they've still got like four or five years to uh, to demonstrate orbital capability, um, and I mean, I mean SpaceX did it in like three years. You know? Yeah. So. And it's been doing it almost weekly since. Yeah, they've uh, they passed more. They've done more than a hundred hundred launches. Yeah. To date, it's fantastic. Okay, but this this we were supposed to be talking about Blue Origin, not SpaceX. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. Bezos is gonna be angry. Yeah, I know, and then he's gonna use his big alien head to come over here and mind control me into saying nice things about him. Um, it was nice to see William Shatner in space, though. Oh yeah, he was he was absolutely blown away. Uh, but he was also ninety years old, so he's blown away very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's Blue Origin and the the space station slash tourist attraction in space. Oh, uh, just before we leave that point, the um, one of the one of the companies it was um, so it's something engineering Boeing solutions. Redwire Space Genesis Engineering Solutions. Genesis Engineering Solutions. They have one job on on this project, and that is to make a, a one man spacecraft used for tourist excursions which is literally the coolest thing I can think of. So <laughs> I they're, saw that, they're but it sounds terrifying. Imagine like being alone in this tiny space vehicle Yeah. and no one to ask like, is, is everything okay? Like, is this thing running properly and you're just <laughs> in this thing? Yeah, it was just like, uh, it's, not, it's not like you could just stop and like pull over and like, hi, I'm <laughs> lost, please, please help. It's just like, oh. Shit, I've flown too far away from the space station and now I'm going to die in space. Well done. Sounds terrifying. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll be normal one day. Maybe. You know what, what this reminds me of? What? Fifth Element. Fifth Element. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is very, very, very futuristic. Um, and, like, I'm fine with it. If we get um, Bruce Willis and... Um, what's his name? Ruby Rod? Yeah, I'm also trying to think of the actor. I can't remember. Um, it's it's not not Chris Rock. It was Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Yeah, yes. that's all I can think about yeah. when I imagine um, Orbital Reef. Yeah. It's still a good name. Yes, it is a very very good name. Um, so shall we move on? To yeah. Something? So that so that's that's what um, Bezos and his space people are up to. Yeah, his <laughs> spacemen. <laughs> Um, but we're coming closer to home and discussing some local tech news because that's 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 why stuff is here. Mm. We we here to give you local tech news. So next up, we're talking about load shedding. Yeah, load shedding. Wonderful load shedding. And it's become quite quite a big big word in the news this week. 
Yes, uh, it's it's um, it's stage four load shedding. Um, When's the last time we saw stage four? Last year, I Probably think was last it was year. last year. Like it's it, it's been that long, um, but like we've been up to stage four before. Do you remember? I think we we hit stage six once. Do you remember that? That was terrifying. I thought yeah. it was the apocalypse. Yeah, I also thought it was the apocalypse. <laughs> now it's like stage four loading. Is like, eh, is that the <laughs> best you can do? Yeah, that's fine. Um, Although it, it it's it's quite a shock. Um, we were already on stage two. City Power in Joburg actually tried to circumvent ESCOM on Sunday and um, it didn't work out that well. No. So City of Joburg is also uh, load shedding at the moment at stage four. Mm. Do we know what the reason is? What's the reason? Uh, does it matter what the it, reason No, is? nobody cares what the reason <laughs> is anymore. But just the placement of this is, uh, I think depending on who you are, it's perfect. Because uh, like... Uh, Obviously, the the government is like, uh, we, we we shouldn't have load shedding the week before a national election because uh, it's going to get in the way of voting, first of all. And it's going to remind people that things aren't going all that great. And what do we get the week before a national election? Stage four load shedding. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Wonderful. strangely, strangely placed. But um, we'll see we'll see how it actually affects the, the municipal and local elections. Um yeah, but that's not that's not what we had to talk about. We're now, not do you politicians. Do you, do you remember why we wanted to talk about load shedding? Why do we want to talk about ro- load shedding? Because right? stuff has a load shedding supplement that's yes, for sale. Um, so what we do is we help people who suffer from load shedding to not suffer so much during load shedding. Yes, using tech. Um, I mean, sometimes that tech is big and loud and smells like diesel. <laughs> Um, but occasionally it's small and compact and doesn't smell like anything unless you crack it open and then it's turned into a hand grenade because it's a lithium battery. Don't do that. I love how ISCOM starts a tweet with, regretfully, <laughs> stage four load shading will be implemented. Um, yeah, we all are, regret are you, that. <laughs> we're all regretting it. Um, that's that's So the main reason, according to ISCOM, mm-hmm. is just um, low generation capacity, Due to not not maintaining certain units, and then also, um, Kubar Unit One is also down at the moment, and that just that just reminded me of a story last year, where South Africa's nuclear power station Kubar was. I know where this <laughs> is going. <laughs> was was. I think just one or two units were down because of jellyfish. You remember that? I do remember that. That was a that was a fun time for everybody. Who one of us wrote that story? I think Brad did. Brad might have written it, yeah. But so so how a nuclear power station works is that um it's generally built close to a natural body of water like the sea or a river and then that water is used to cool down the the uh, the reactor. The core, the reactor, yeah. The reactor. yeah. Um and those those pipes became blocked. And when when they started investigating, they actually found a whole bunch of dead fish and jellyfish <laughs> blocking the <laughs> pipes. Yeah, that's that's not the way that you want your your electricity to go out. It's also very South African. <laughs> <It is>. <laughs> <laughs> so we have no lights this week. What happened? No jellyfish. <laughs> yeah, it makes perfect sense, guys. So yeah, um, good luck to everyone suffering from stage four at the moment. That means. You will probably lose power about four hours 
per day. Uh, it's six on my six. side. Yeah. Wow. Um, Better get get that stuff load shedding supplements and um, prepare. Yeah, it's available online uh, from the stuff.co.za. Um, it's only 20 bucks. But if you had bought a copy of City Press uh, in September, you would have gotten it for free. So should have bought a copy of City Press, apparently. Shameless self-promotion. Well, I mean, it's it's we, we're not quite as subtle as Disney is with the Marvel movies, but we're going to try. You know. Okay, now that that's done, let's go on to Netflix. Yeah. Everyone's favorite streaming service has recently upped their prices in South Africa for the Apparently. first time, I believe. Yeah, it is the first time if it actually happens because... No, it, has, it will happen. I'm sure I know it will, it happen. will happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Well, it hasn't happened to me yet. So if you haven't seen a, a more money go off your account yet, um, don't stress <laughs> or don't worry. There will be an email communication from Netflix, apparently, mm -hmm. that will inform you that, the pr that, your, that your subscription plan's has price ha is going up. Yeah, not substantially. I think it's like 20 bucks across the board. Yeah, so so the premium plan used to be on 170 rand per month, and it's 200 now. Mm -hmm. The base plan was 140 per month, and that will go up to 160, which really isn't a big jump. No, it's not. I mean, 20 bucks is 20 bucks, but um, 20 bucks can't buy you very much in South Africa these days, anyway. That's true. And um, anyone anyone who thinks that 200 rand a month is too much to spend on the the premium quality content you get from netflix um by the way has anyone watched squid game <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I saw my first episode last night oh I you haven't watched it wow no, I, f I finally i finally caved in i was like fine let's see what the hell all the squid game stuff yeah, is now about. you'll finally understand the memes i do feel like i'm in <laughs> primary school watching that though i'm just like this is awfully familiar except <laughs> for the gunshots um but yeah so um especially if you consider that dstv is 800 plus per month um that's quite a lot of money to spend on not the best content mm. offering um not the best streaming service the streaming service DST it's not called dstv now anymore it's just dstv um it's apparently just busted it's broken on, on most platforms yeah, smart, that app smart tv apps not working many people have been complaining in our comment section so if you if you you just you're just paying for a good quality experience, good quality content. If you get access to Netflix or a few of the other um, global streaming services, mm, I believe you have too many to streaming services. Yes, I do. I'm actually re-looking at my streaming service lineup because, because I've you been have I have too all many. of them. I have all of them, but not all of them I necessarily pay for. Well, I mean, but we won't get into that yeah, because Netflix that doesn't like people talking about that okay yeah, that, that's also <laughs> something that is very south african i think <laughs> no i think i think it's across the board mm. i'm fairly certain yeah no i know um i quickly want to do a comparison just with like the other streaming services available in south africa so we can see like how netflix compares with its new pricing so if we look at the cheapest option at this moment in south africa that's not free and terrible is apple tv plus okay that's uh, 85 rand per month at the moment and mm. i think you get a free trial of a week or something yeah um after that amazon prime video is currently 87 rand per month that's converted from i think 
five or six dollars. I think it's five dollars. Yeah. And that's also a base, a, sta- a standard cost. There isn't a premium subscription. Mm-hmm. Then there's Netflix is 200 for the premium. And Showmax, surprisingly, is the most expensive um, at the premium subscription. But you do get quite a lot of content that South Africans love, with like sport. sport. <laughs> um, Not all the sport. So that's 450 rand a month, which is quite steep. But it's not 890 bucks a month either. Fair enough. I know that um, Showmax doesn't host all of, all the sports channels from Supersport. Mm. Um, mainly, I think the main thing they've omitted is rugby. That's yeah. also the main thing South Africans want to see on TVs. So um, you will gain access to quite a lot of like uh, athletics content, um, Golf, cricket, tennis, kind of the seasonal stuff. stuff yeah, and, things, and yeah. some football, but otherwise, I don't see the value in four hundred and fifty rand a month, honestly. Yeah, but nobody at stuff is a fan of sports ball either. <laughs> and the but the base plan is a hundred rand a month, and yeah. that's fine. That's good. I mm, can do that. It's not too bad at all. Cool. So that's Netflix pricing. Next up, what do we have to talk about? Well, Xiaomi, I think we have to talk about. We had a bit of a history lesson the other day on on uh, Xiaomi coming into South Africa. They've been here for a bit longer than you would think. Um, uh, they first showed up in about 2009, 2010. Not natively, they came in through core. Um, and stuff, amazingly, had the, uh, the very first Xiaomi device in South Africa was given to us. Um, and we were blown away more or less from the start just on the like the sort of the pricing value point, but um, uh, they've upped their game in the years since, uh, and now we've got uh, uh, what was it? The 11T has just launched in so South Africa. So yeah, Xiaomi launched locally, so they have offices in South Africa now since mm-hmm. I think earlier this year or end of last year, and um, they recently launched the 11T Pro device, which is essentially a flagship device, but it's n- it's not priced as such. Um, you you've probably seen some Xiaomi devices around and they all around budget mid-range kind of spec wise mm-hmm. um, but this this is the first that's that re- that's really bringing interesting um, an interesting offering into the South African mobile market yeah I think Samsung might have to be a little bit worried uh, just in terms of hardware yeah um, uh, I think software maybe Xiaomi's got a, a little way to go but but the the hardware in this uh, 11T Pro is uh, it's awfully close to the what was it the S21 Ultra yeah so yeah. it's it's um it's powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon 888 chipset which is the same thing that powers the the Galaxy S21 Ultra and the flip and the fold the mm. new flip and the new fold um the threes yeah the threes <laughs> and that's quite impressive and along with that you get eight gigabytes of ram and the 256 gigabytes of storage that's mm. decent for the price which we will get to just now yeah because i mean we haven't even gone to the display yet which is um, oled 120 hertz refresh rate which everybody loves at the moment um, yeah, honestly, it's hard to go back to a phone without it if you've, yeah, if you've used it. Um, so that's kind of an, an expected feature on, on any flagship device these days. And there's the camera, mm. which seems 
good-ish. Um, we can't really, we haven't really tasted it. We have a device in the office that we are tasting. We haven't really used the camera yet, but um, it's got a 108 megapixel wide angle main sensor. Then there's uh, two additional sensors an eight megapixel and five, which are both tiny, but it's a telephoto, five telephoto, so might yeah. be okay. It might be okay. It'll probably take decent photos, but mm. that's that's an area where, where Samsung and Apple are not going to stress too hard. Mm. Like the the high pixel count for the for the main sensor is, I mean, it looks good on a box. It's not necessarily an indicator of uh, picture quality. Yeah, definitely. Um, but will but 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 the big thing is the price. Yep. Also, there's another thing before we get to that. Actually, uh, yes? um, the actual reason people are going to be excited about this this device. Oh, of course. How could I forget <laughs> that? Okay, so it has well, a 5,000 milliamp hour battery, uh-huh. which is not, it's nice and big, right? And in the box, you get a charger, firstly, which is in these days, that's, that's impressive. Um, <laughs> and the charger is 120 watts. And that will charge up your phone quite, quite fast. Yes, if only we had electricity so we could actually <laughs> use the thing. Yeah, so apparently, according to Xiaomi, it'll charge up um, your device in 17 minutes from 0 to 100. That's um, insane. And But we do have practical test results yes, from about 20% to... To 100 in 12 minutes. 12 minutes, yeah. So that's that's a nice feature, especially if you, like some people, forget to forgetful. plug in your phone sometimes. Or you you know p- the power's going out in, in half an hour and you quickly plug in your phone, yeah, I mean at least you can charge it up now. You'll be, you'll be completely full before you know it, which yeah. is fantastic. Um, but so yeah. then again, your power might also be out before you know <laughs> it. Um, at least you'll have a, a nice um, OLED display to watch Netflix on. Yeah, <laughs> presuming <laughs> you've downloaded in advance. Um, so yeah, the Xiaomi... 11T Pro also, they've dropped the Mi. I always thought it was the Mi 11T Pro, but it's ju- it's not. It's just 11T. No, it's um, not for me anymore. It's for <laughs> everyone. Um, that's that's going to cost you just 14,000 Rand in South Africa, which is, like, not bad at all. Mm. Uh, and you get a vacuum robot, uh, robot vacuum mop. Ugh. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's interesting. Um, I've actually seen some people online review this um, robot vacuum mop. And the, everyone's quite impressed with it. I haven't used it myself. I have a normal robot vacuum by a th- another brand. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it works as a vacuum. I don't know how the mop part really functions. I'd mm-hmm. like to. Well, I mean, I, um, whenever I hear about this vacuum, a robot vacuum mop, I keep thinking of uh, one of those portable vacuums that has just sucked up a dog and is dragging it around. Um, one of those long-haired things. Oh, the ones that look like mops? Yes, okay. those ones. Okay, that makes um, sense. So it probably yeah. works in a similar manner to having one of them grab onto your broom <laughs> and then just sort of skate around the tiles. I'm still trying to train my cats to sit on, on the robot vacuum. But oh, you got to give them a shark outfit first. doesn't work otherwise. No, but they, they very, they're scared of the thing. It doesn't work. Yeah. The internet lies. Well, <laughs> skittish cats, man. Skittish cats. I think it's interesting to see them bring in more affordable options for South Africans. Um, the the market is largely flooded with like flagship devices that cost way too much for most of so- South African people. Mm. Um, and when you go budget, you get budget specs. Yeah. 
I mean, that's changed in the last few years, but it is interesting to see how Xiaomi is um, sort of stepping into the space left open by Huawei in, in this country. Because um, oh, yeah. they, they were the, like the dominant force for, for um, like affordable um, smartphones. And then Donald Trump happened, which we'll get to more in a second. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, so like Xiaomi, Xiaomi's kind of filling that void at the moment. I know that there are a couple of other companies that are, are trying. Uh, Vivo and Oppo are, yeah. are the two majors. Especially locally. Yeah. Um, we've seen we've seen more Chinese uh, smartphone brands bring in phones here and try to try to fill that Huawei gap because South Africans love their Huawei devices. It used to be one of it wa- I think it was close to being the biggest smartphone brand in the country, um, and just suddenly there was a massive drop off just because they lost Google and um, the end user don't it, they don't care about. Um, the politics, they don't care about what Trump said. They just want Google and their favorite apps to work on a phone. That was the thing. Like every time Huawei had a new announcement post-Trump, the first question we'd be asked online is, does it have uh, Google mobile services? Does it have GMS? Can I run WhatsApp on it? Can I run Facebook on it? That's all people really want to know. And these other Chinese brands are coming in and they have Google, they have accessibility and users can easily pick up that phone and use their favorite apps and that's all they care about. Mm. Um, so good on Xiaomi. They, they they found a gap in the market and actually globally they, they're filling it very well. Yeah. We have, yeah, we have another kind of more international topic that we really want to touch on, but just because it's so wacky and stuff <laughs> does wacky very well. Oh, we, we absolutely love our wacky. Um, <laughs> Uh, and nothing is wackier than Florida Man. <laughs> the Florida Man, not yeah. just a Florida Man. The Florida Man at the moment. Um, in case you missed it, and it's it's hard to see how you failed to, mis- to, to, to find this somewhere in your feed. Donald Trump is launching his own social media platform, which he threatened to do when Twitter kicked him off of his, um, off of his account. Uh, he, he totally threatened to do it. And then he opened up a blog, which closed down a month later because nobody was visiting. <laughs> um, but now he's he's got a new thing um, out called Truth Social. And Truth is all in capital letters, unless you're posting about it in Truth Social because you're not allowed to uh, use excessive capital letters <laughs> according to their terms That's of legitimately service. legitimately in the terms of service it's if you decide to use the social media platform. And look, it doesn't really matter how uh, what you think of Donald Trump. Um, you might like, you might love him, you might despise him, but the man knows how to get attention. <laughs> he absolutely knows how to get attention. Isn't that how he became the president? It is exactly how he became the president. But it's also um, uh, how he's going to make an absolute butt ton of money out of this thing before it collapses, because make no mistake, this is going to collapse. <laughs> No, of course. Yeah. I think it's already collapsed. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, 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 it had a little bit of a, a, a stumble when it was announced and it was immediately hacked. Okay, yeah. Let's go. Okay, <laughs> let's unpack. Let's unpack. <laughs> let's, let's see what 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 this poor social me- media network has already gone through and hasn't even launched yet. Mm-hmm. So it's called Truth Social, all caps Truth, right? That's uh, that's that's what it's going at. Yeah, um, you you don't you don't tweet, you post a truth. You 
Okay. This is this is legitimate. It's real. You you post a truth, tr- truth, and if you retweet something, you retruth something. Did did Donald Trump draw the the outline for this thing in crayon? Okay. Yeah. And the, now yeah. now we've 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 learned about some of the the rules and regulations within the app if you decide to use it. So what's happened is a few people have ma- have managed to to enter the app and create profiles mm-hmm. before it was live, right? Uh, yeah, basically. Um, they, they got in, they, they created profiles before, so it was announced, people got in, got all the terms of service, um, and then they started making accounts. They made one for former American Vice President Mike Pence. They made an account f- for uh, Donald Trump, um, which they immediately used to post pictures of a pig taking a dump for some reason. Um <laughs> And these were journalists. Jur- jur- like journalists went, like straight up went off and, and did this because the website was more or less unsecured. It was functional. There's a um, a soft launch of some kind happening next month um, okay. in November. Um, That's if they manage to sort out some of the other security issues. Oh no, I'm sure they'll fix it on the fly. This the the, the point of this is to try and. Um, provide an alternative to Twitter. It's not like Gab and Getter and um, uh, Parler and. Um, so it's not like a forum one. style. It's like a it's like a Twitter style or Facebook style clone. Yeah, basically. Okay. In fact, it's a true clone because it's built on the Mastodon open source platform, which is yeah. basically an open source Twitter, right? Yeah, it's um, an open source, so you can use that to build your own social media platform. Basically. Yeah, and okay. it's got a very simple. Like basically, you could just reskin this, and then it's your platform. It's so that, that's how you. But can talk. if you use Mastodon, there's a there's a terms. Yes, right? there, there are terms terms of service, um, and you've got thirty days to comply. Yeah. Um, so I read up a bit on this, and what happens is um, with a Mastodon open open source software, if a user creates an account and uses the platform, they have to gain access to the source code of Mastodon, and it sounds it sounds very like specific, but it's something that these these developer people they've they're very serious about it no mm, one's open source and then obviously because trump's social media team <laughs> that <laughs> built this thing uh are so they're so cagey and they they full of security stuff and they don't want any any strange things to come in or go out they're not sending the code to people who signed up and people are very publicly asking for the source code because they want to see how this thing is built but they're not sending it. Yes, which is a violation of the terms and services um, for Mastodon, which means that Donald Trump is approximately three and a half weeks away from his first court challenge for his social media platform. But the Trump Media and Technology Group, um, so they're going to take on um, uh, entertainment programming, news, podcasts, um, basically... They're going to take on YouTube. They're going to take on everybody. Um, I don't see that happening. I don't see it happening either. But um, in order to fund this company, the Trump Media Technology Group, um, they are merging with another thing called a SPAC, uh, the acronym of which escapes me. Mm -hmm. But it's basically, it's like a financial entity where... um, they launch a thing, and you can buy shares. I think the, the launch price is ten dollars. 
Yeah. And the whole point of it is to get investment in this company with uh, with the understanding that eventually they will merge with another actual company that does something. Okay. So so this is just a money making vehicle on the stock market. So it's listed. It makes money, and you can kind of speculate on it. Um, so it's it's like it reminds uh, me of a South Park episode. It probably <laughs> <laughs> probably will be very soon, but like so so you can you can invest in these little companies that don't actually do anything, um, and then hope that they choose to invest in um, or merge with uh, a company that's actually going to do something useful, and it'll give you a return on your investment. So you'll make money out of this. So it's. It, uh, it's kind of like buying a mystery box at a shop, right? So you don't know what's in it, and you 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 won't find out what's in it for for like three three to six months. Um, but you might have spent your money on something that's absolutely worth it, or is um, you know it was a cake six months ago, and now it's just you know a pile of ants or whatever. But that's how Trump's social network has gotten a lot of its funding now whether or not the company the social network works at all trump's going to make money out of this because the stock for that spac thing has skyrocketed like the way gamestop did a few months ago um people who likes who like trump have bought stock people who hate trump have bought stock and um, I, I went through a couple of financial um, reports on it, and the the, <laughs> the way that it sounds at the moment is money is being passed around on on this thing, okay? And at some point, it's it's like a game of musical chairs. At some point, the music's going to stop, and whoever's left holding what's left is going to be on the hook for for whatever. So a bunch of people are going to make money off off of this, um, but the people who don't pull out of this in time. Uh, are just they're going to lose their investments um so uh, my guess is donald trump's not going to be one of those people who's left holding the bag he's going to end up with a bunch of money and then he's going to disappear or uh, like i don't know i I mean i'm kind of looking forward to this launch Uh, i just want to see what happens um uh trump truth social just just on a practice just let's just think on a practical level how many social media platforms have popped up in the past f- five to ten years that mm-hmm. have been successful, like um, new ones, right? It's, it's Clubhouse, I think, is the only that's one. A, that's, that's a big one, but it's just because it offers something new and different, right? Yeah. Um, Truth Social is going to do the same thing everything else does. Also, no one really cares, <laughs> and I don't think I don't see it being successful at all. It, well, it might just be an underground like <laughs> chat chat app or messaging app that just does does. Mm. I don't know. Just it'll run in the in certain circles and never become a but big. But you thing. see, there's the problem with. I mean, that's the, I mean the, the biggest problem for me with with True Social. It it it's not about Donald Trump. Like, he wants to get his bullhorn back. He wants to be able to shout at people again. He's going to uh, shout at his people. Yeah, but he was <laughs> he was shouting at his people before. But I, I, I mean, look, I, I get a lot of it was like the hatred attention he was getting on Twitter. But um, the thing that Truth Social does, based on what we've seen, 
um, is it's exactly the same as Gab. It's exactly the same as Parler. Um, it's exactly the same as Getter, which was apparently da- tied to Donald Trump. But so was Gab apparently tied to Donald Trump. <laughs> um, but all of them are more or less exact clones of Twitter. And what 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 Gab and what Parler have done is they pulled a lot of the right-wing audience away from Twitter. And and those people haven't really left Twitter because that's where the, all the conversations are happening. Yeah. Um, but they're posting in smaller numbers on Gab and on Parler and on Getter. Now, in order for, for Truth Social to work, um, it has to pull all of the audiences from Gab and Parler and Getter, which are its target market, um, at least in the States. Um, there's a whole political ideology thing that's going on there. Um, so it has to pull basically that entire viewership over to its platform and then still scoop some out of um, Twitter in order to make even like t- to make any kind of a dent in how Twitter does business. Yeah, no, it will never happen. Uh, I mean, look. I don't see it happening at all. Yeah. It's, it's way too niche. That's, that's, um, but I mean, I, I kind of said that about Donald Trump when he started um, his campaign for president. I was like, he's never going to be president. But remember also, just, just keep in mind that this is very American-centric. Mm. Um, of course, you find that the right-wingers in other countries, there are many of them in our country, that are supporters of Donald Trump and they will probably sign up to the platform, but it's not it's not going to be at the scale that most other social media platforms run. Yeah, probably not. Like the, the Definitely thing not. I can s- tell you definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> like the thing about a social media platform is that, and, and look, I'm going to actually criticize a bit on like Twitter and Facebook and everybody else's side. Um, all of these massive bands, like Twitter shouldn't have kicked Donald Trump off. I'm, I'm glad he's gone on a personal note because... That man used to give me serious anxiety on on Twitter, but um, social media platforms only work when you've got everybody talking. Like, no, no, they, they do. Can, they can make the rules. No, uh, no, they can make their rules, but then it's a different place. Um, it's like it has to be. It has to be regulated in some way. Mm. No, and we're, we're seeing much more of that in, across many social media platforms, especially Facebook and its suites of apps that. Um, they are they are being held accountable, and they and they're being forced to regulate better, and maybe be regulated by outside sources like governments because of but the fact that they're not regulated very yeah, well. Look, that that that's a discussion for another time. Did gov- but government involvement in social media, terrible idea. It's worse than just letting everybody no, do I what d- they I want. I understand that, but that's something like that is happening, and it's yeah, I know it's, it's happening in the EU. But it shouldn't, shouldn't. It's so silly. No, okay. okay back to Donald Trump. We're on a tangent. We will, we will get back to this in a future podcast. Um, but Donald Trump is making a social platform. We don't know how successful it's going to be. Brett's very optimistic about. No, I'm, I'm not optimistic. <laughs> it's, it's like I, I do kind of want to see what happens. Like, uh, but yeah. Um, so, what are you playing with this week? <laughs> So yeah, we want to do a segment where we talk about the, the devices that we've been using every week because, well, we get a lot of cool stuff to play with. Um, yes, we do. Uh, more so than most other people in other in other jobs. <laughs> and, yeah. And um, I actually have one of my favorite phones of the year. Uh, well, don't you mean ever? No, I won't say ever. I'll what, say what, of what, the year. what was your favorite phone ever? My favorite phone ever. Uh huh. 
was the LG V20. The V20. That's yes. going back some. That was, <laughs> that was back when LG was still awesome. Though. I absolutely loved that phone and I, and I had it for like, I think almost four years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those were great. Those were great days for LG though. It uh, was sad. but but second place um, apparently. Yeah, so my my favorite phone of the year is actually the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip Three, not the Fold, the Flip, because mm. it's one of the most useful phones I've ever used. Just the form factor brings about so many possibilities, of which I have the best one I found out last night during load shedding. Mm. Because you're you're able to prop it up like a tiny laptop. You can switch on the flashlight and like station it somewhere. Especially if you want to make coffee with the water you boil just before load shedding hit. Mm-hmm. You can just prop it up and you have a little flashlight stand. That's, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't have even thought of that. And to think the first thing you did with it was turn it into a Game Boy. Well, yeah, that is the, the very, very first <laughs> thing. Like I hadn't even copied my stuff over because I actually moved to this as my daily driver. Mm. Um, before that, I downloaded an emulator, a Game Boy emulator, and I got Pokemon on it, and I turned it into a small Game Boy. Which, I mean, if you're going to do something cool to a phone, that, that absolutely qualifies. It's literally, it's literally one of the best things, like one of the best things I've reviewed. Mm. Uh, Especially it's so much year. fun. And... The smallest form factor means it fits into my f- my tiny handbag because I don't like big bags. Mm. I can just put it in my pocket, like my jeans pocket, and it doesn't feel too big. Like my, um, I'm actually using an S20 Ultra, which is gigantic now that I've used a smaller device mm. that I can't put in my jeans pocket and then sit down. <laughs> <laughs> like small it's the small things right? <laughs> with the uh, z flip i can actually put it in my pocket and sit down and not be uncomfortable <laughs> but now obviously the the question people are going to ask is uh, how about the screen how's the screen working out for the you the screen's not bad like of course there's, there's the the bump the crease yeah the crease um and it's kind of weird to get used to because you're not used to having like a crease in your display but Mm. It doesn't really bother me at all, and um, it's it functions normally. There's no issue with like lag or glitchiness or like a weird color in the crease. So it f- it feels like a normal display when it's open and when it's folded. Like you can even use it properly when folded. Okay. Um, and the tiny display on the front, the viewfinder kind of display mm-hmm. um, that shows your notifications and you can like add widgets to it like your like a timer or a voice recorder that you can quickly access um, is like really, really useful. So you don't actually have to open the phone before you can use some of the functionality. And it's also it also functions like a small um, camera viewfinder. So you're able to use the main camera sensor as a selfie camera and actually see in the tiny viewfinder what you're taking a picture of. So yeah, there's a few very, very useful um, features on a phone that's a different format to what we used to. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I got to use the, the Fold 3 um, rather than the Flip, and like my impressions of the thing were, um, I mean, pretty much the same as the, as the Fold 2, which I, uh, I used for a while last year, is it's a hell of a device if you if you think that um, if you if you need to have the latest smartphone yeah. tech, the the Fold Three is absolutely p- 
perfect for people who who need to have the latest and greatest smartphone because it is it, it really is like a vision of the future almost yeah um you know what it reminds me of just mm-hmm. the image of like the of the f- functionality of it remember when when those phones came out with like the stylus, I think it was Sony Ericsson with the stylus and the little like keyboards that flipped open. Like, mm. and they, they kind of aimed those kinds of phones to towards um, businessmen. Like, yeah. Power it's like uses. a little PDA thing, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like that's that of our time. Yeah, it, 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 it really is, but um, uh, like my only issue with it now right now and it's something that the flip three has gotten right is the price um oh yeah of course uh, i think that's that's what actually makes the flip um a very a, a very nice option mm, it's if very you, attractive yeah. yeah if you if you're looking for something different um in a sea of black slabs <laughs> like <laughs> everything looks the same and we've gotten so used to phones that just look the same it's just like yeah i'll, t- I'll take one of those that look the same as my old one um now you actually have an option to get something different that mm. looks cool like everyone stops me and says like what are you what is, is that your <laughs> phone <laughs> because they, they're not used to seeing weirdly shaped phones mm-hmm. um and everyone's kind of blown away when they see it just because it's it's so weird and funky and uh, it's really like it surprised me how functional it is it's not just a gimmick anymore because when folding phones just started becoming a head like like making headlines it was like this is a gimmick right like we don't need (laughs) this who needs this um i think we actually said that at the time it was like you don't really need it but i mean we were also we were playing with stuff like the the lg wing which was really quite a strange device it was weird but it also didn't have the crease the the actual folding display tech this is this is like the future so what you what have you been playing with? Oh, I've been me. playing with all sorts of things. Okay, um, let's do one. Let's do one. Okay, we'll do the one on my arm. Um, okay. I've had the um, the Fitbit Charge Five on my wrist for a couple of weeks now, um, and just in terms of, I mean, you you, you know what a Fitbit is. Uh, yeah, if you've used the Fitbit, you know what they do. They yeah. all they all functionally exactly the same. <laughs> But um, like, because Fitbit's like sort of making uh, strides in towards um, smartwatches and like the, the you know like the, the Versa and the Sense, yeah. they've been trying, they've been heading in that direction. But um, just in terms of uh, usage for for wearables, uh, me personally, I've always preferred the fitness bands to the smartwatch. Uh, like I don't really like. Um, uh, you, you hear me complaining about it constantly. Yeah. The uh, they're too heavy. They're too bulky. I just I don't like it. I like the strap. But it's um, you know, it's low profile, it's light. Um, um, but this, this, um, the Charge 5 is probably Fitbit's most advanced device to date. Um, well, it's definitely their most advanced device to, to date. Um, the major change, though, is um, they've added uh, well, pretty much anything that you, you, you've got in the f- Fitbit Sense, mm-hmm. that, that yeah. stress tracking thing. They've, they've stuck all of it into, into the Charge now. Oh, so um, if you want to measure your stress levels, uh, you you just touch your fingers to the side of the um, the edges of the device. Oh yeah, they've yanked all of the physical buttons. There, there are none at all oh on this okay. thing. It's only uh, screen. Yeah, it's it's interface. only screen. Um, and then there are kind of there's a touch interface of sorts on the, side. on the sides, but it's just yeah. um, uh, those are just ca- contact points. And there's also an e ECG. Oh yeah. 
um, built in, but they haven't activated it yet. Because and an SpO2 sensor for um, blood oxygen? Yeah, blood oxygen is automatic though. But yeah, the other big change is the OLED screen. So it's it's gone color. The charge series has gone color for the first time, and it's glorious. Um, like if you wanna if you wanna look at anything, it's bright. Um, I don't have it turned on constantly because it runs the battery down. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, it, it would. There isn't always on mode if you like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but with it turned off, it, it it's lasting me like they 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 say it's seven days on a charge. And I'm getting about that, if maybe a bit more. Oh, that's impressive. <coughs> I, I tested the, the Lux recently. I'm still actually wearing it. Mm. Um, and I found that the battery isn't as good as I'd like, but it is a very small, slim, um, slim fit kind of tracker that means the battery is much smaller. Yeah, this this one's a little bulkier. The, the Charge 5 is bulkier than the, the 4 was. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you saw when I, when I got the 4, I, I, I wore that thing until the day the 5 showed up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, fine. Time to try something new. Um, but I've been taking it on runs. The heart rate track is excellent. The um, blood oxygen tracking is um, more or less spot on. Um, also, I, I mightn't have to go and see a doctor about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit below the normal range. Um, whoops. Um, and yeah, like battery life is good. Even like I do like 30 minutes a day, three times a week um, with the GPS running as well. And even that doesn't knock the battery too oh, hard. Oh, that's impressive. Um, that's very nice. But the only pain in the ass is the... Can I say ass? Um, is... <laughs> Um, the the charger it's got a new proprietary magnetic charger because Fitbit absolutely must change every chargers no, every no, time. No, no, but uh, we actually did check, and mm. the Lux charger that I have yeah. fits on the Charge Five. Yeah, what do you bet the next device is not going to function oh, yeah, well, the same way? Well, the Lux and the Fitbit Charge Five launched within like a few months of each other. Yeah, so the, the same production run, but then yeah. they'll find a new way. To, to attach everything. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and what's what's the price on that? Um, geez, offhand, I can't remember. I think it's about 4,000 Rand. I think um, it's 4,000 Rand, yeah. Um, that, sounds, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, 4,000 Rand, exactly. Um, oh, good job. Uh, which is, I mean, in South Africa, uh, it's it's fairly close to the charge for the launch price. Yeah, Fitbits uh, really don't don't drop off in price very quickly. Well, I think you'll, you'll find that there's actually a bit of a there is a bit of a drop off um, on the um, by the time the new stuff comes out. So you you can pick up a charge four now for for about two two and a half if you know where to look. Um, but it's usually about two thousand nine hundred. Oh, that's not bad. Um, for and look, the the charge was an excellent tracker. Um, but the only the only downside that I uh, I really have with uh, with this one is that Fitbit's leaned hard into Fitbit Premium, so um, they're trying really hard to get people to subscribe to their uh, more detailed service. Which, look, to be fair, is is worth a bit of cash. Um, but uh, here here's here's what they did different this year compared to last year. Last year the Fitbits came out and they had a six month trial to Fitbit Premium, which activated the moment that you paired your device with the app. Yeah. You just you just got six months of premium. This year you also get six months free of premium, but it'll only activate once you put your credit card details in. Oh wow. <laughs> So, which you can cancel at any time. So Sneaky you could you, you could put the put the card de- card details in, have it activate 
premium on your account and then immediately stop the renewal. Then, uh, I can't remember what I did six months ago. No, no, you, you I'm do. I'm going to forget. You, you, you can do it the following day or you can do it as soon as it's activated. You can stop it immediately. But it's oh, you'll still have access to yeah, premium. Yeah, okay. you'll still have access to premium, but it's, it's that extra step. And I think they're hoping to have people... Um, desire that sort of those deeper insights because there are a couple of things like you get the spo2 reading on your wrist um but there are like there are much more details and that the, the tracking is longer if you pay for premium in addition to getting like the video workouts and the diet plans and all that other stuff so there, there's a lot of value in there um i think that they're just trying to push people to to experience it rather than just like ignore it which, which most people fair. do you know Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of apps, um, just on that note, uh, generally we do like a sort of an annual app awards. So if you're listening to this and you've developed an app, maybe send it to us via email. Like send us a link. We'll check it out. Uh, we're going to be doing awards very soon. So uh, Yeah, and let's, let's continue that shameless plug again and mm-hmm. tell you to go follow us on all social media platforms that you are on. If you're not on Facebook, we don't mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are st- at StuffSA on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are also on YouTube, Stuff Studios on YouTube, mm-hmm. and stuff.co.za on the web. There you will find all of the tech, relevant tech news um, in South Africa, some global stuff, mostly about the cool gadgets everyone wants to play with and some awesome load shedding guides to keep your power on or keep you entertained. Yes, and we're all about entertaining, even if we're being overly serious. So, you know, pay attention. There's some, there's some stuff in there you may have missed. Cool. And see you next week. Yeah, cheers.